This is Jane Hardwick Collins, founder of the School of Shamanic Womancraft. Connecting to our inner dimensions. Inner reviews of transformation. When and how my life changed. Rewilding women with their stories of growth and transformation. Reclaiming feminine knowledge and power. Thank you for joining us. This is important and deep, serious work. So welcome to the podcast series. I am Ayla Myra, your podcast host and story guide. Welcome to episode 17 and we are joined with Avalon and Avalon journeyed with the school in 2011 and so growing out of this episode we are really reverent in the way that her depth of work comes across um, with Blossoming Woman and what she offers to the container of transformation uh, for women and I really want to enter into this show with something that she said during the interview and you can find the show notes on the schoolofshamanicwomancraft.com slash podcasts. On a deeper level, we know that each woman is a sacred woman. What is arising and what is moving through her is beautiful, even if it's painful, because that's the gateway to freedom. Enjoy. Okay. Hi, Avalon. Welcome so much to the Womancraft podcast. Um, such a pleasure on this fifth day of spring. We were just talking about the little spring blossomings that are happening in life. Uh, so, yeah, it's a beautiful pleasure to have you here and thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, thank you, Ayla. It's a, such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation. And I am so curious and excited to see what emerges from the magic today yeah like we just made that thing right like whatever's going to flow out of this is perfect whatever arises it needs to be said so um I'm looking forward to that too and I just wanted to say I don't know if you remember it was probably over a year ago when we did your birth stories on my other podcast that I used to do the circle of birth yeah yeah and I just want to say people still email um, often and time to time and when they give feedback about the podcast they mention yours so it did have a good effect on, uh, awesome. on people yeah oh birth is so powerful isn't it uh, yeah yeah <laughs> and it, it's such a transformative tool um to use in story medicine it was so yeah 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 and I really resonated with your stories even myself I remember when I listened to it just what came for me was finding more layers of my voice and you know, mm. standing up for things that like a lot of us in birth or life, we sometimes go on the unconscious conveyor belt and um, just that real calling in of um, presence to 
what's happening in the changes in the body during the pregnancy and birth. Um, mm. Yeah. It's a powerful portal into deep presence and embodiment, you know, all of the all of the aspects of being a powerful woman all come together in birth, mm. you know, for, for better or worse, right? Like, and, and in terms of everyone's going to have their own experience and their own gifts that come from that. So, yeah, it's a powerful portal. Yeah, and the, I guess the portal, like, we, with this podcast and what we're talking about, the School of Shamanic Womancraft was – um, like with Jane, she went through that portal and from that birth the school and mm. and here we are. So, you know, diving into that portal, this to hear your journey um, and to hear your calling into the school, I'm really curious about how that looks for you and I'd love for you to tell me that moment where you felt called to do the Four Seasons journey in 2011. Mm, yeah, well, it was actually – so prior to that, I had come out of an abusive relationship with the father of my first two children. And so I was living in Adelaide back then. So my second one was born in 2006. And I moved across to the eastern states on my own as a mama with a six-month-old and a, and a toddler. And I was on this epic healing journey. I wanted to start life fresh and I was – doing a lot of soul searching, a lot of my own inner, you know, exploration. And I was also quite obsessed with the idea of meeting a partner and having a family. It was, that was something that was quite uh, important to me. And to the point where I was, yeah, obsessed, learning, reading, processing, doing workshops, doing healings. And this was actually went for a, a good couple of years, like pretty ongoing and it got to the point where I was so obsessed with this journey that one full moon outside I set up an altar and I was bawling my eyes out un under the full moon and said okay I am surrendering all this this is clearly not working I'm feeling totally overwhelmed and frustrated at how much effort I was putting into this quest to find love and so under full moon I said okay if I'm meant to be a, a single woman with my two beautiful daughters until the end of my days in service to the goddess then that is my path and I fully surrendered to that so show me the way and I just surrendered completely and so it was really soon after that that uh, Judy Mort who was another one of the the the, the shamanic you know woman craft sisters came my way with this flyer and it was like the school of at the time school of shamanic midwifery and I was like oh that's it and it was just this instant knowing that that was the answer to the guidance that I was seeking and so I stepped in straight away as soon as I got it I called up Jane and I said I'm I'm in whatever this is I'm in I didn't <laughs> even know what it was <laughs> and so that's how it started and I knew like with every cell of my being I knew that this was the path for me yeah and so coming out of that space as you mentioned before really trying to call in relationship did that drop slowly or organically or did it take for you to actually go through the school um, and come and see that in retrospect if that makes sense yeah you know what happened is it 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 I dropped 
out of the seeking. I dropped out of the trying. I all I deeply had a real sense that I was here to experience deep love. Like I just had a sense of it, but I had felt this desperation and this real sort of seeking for it. So what happened is I I just stopped putting any effort into it and I realized, you know, something's got to shift here. So I stepped into the school and one of my intentions in the very beginning was to experience sacred union, you know, divine love. That That is an intention that I do hold, although now I'm shifting my relationship with that so it's not this real kind of sense of, oh, I've got to do everything I can to find that. It was more, okay, I surrender to that. So what actually, what do I actually, what needs to happen? Like, how can I trust myself and trust that journey and step into the unknown, knowing that when the time's right, it'll happen, but I don't actually need to push it or force it. So that kind of happens. So it's like I, because of the amount of effort that I had been putting into that, it was a big shift for me to let it go and step into a place of trust. And, and it was really healthy for me to actually have something else to focus on with, with stepping into the school. It's like, right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on me and, and focus on this sacred work and reclaiming my own wisdom and, and my own power and all that stuff. And I knew that when I was ready, like really ready, then love would show up. And it's this has been a huge core theme for me in my life around love and sexuality and relationship. That's one of the big areas that I delve into in a really deep way, like in my own life and also in the way that I support other women to come into deep alignment with their heart and their womb. And, yeah, so... So does that answer the question? It's kind of shifted. Yeah. And so like, what I'm feeling into this now is uh, I can relate and resonate with this on uh, levels in my life experience. So um, feeling into so much of how we look outside of ourselves to call something into us like mm-hmm. love and mm-hmm. I just what I really loved by hearing that is that that calling which when I've done the other podcasts the women have had that similar thing and I had it myself it was just like um I didn't have the money or but it happened and I I was like I'm doing this thing and it's going Mm. to happen and it Mm. just happened everything flowed and and feeling into how how that exists within us when we can be so focused on something else but something this this other kind of pathway is opening up for us Mm. it's like we turn to it and it and it calls us and from that you got the wisdom about what you were seeking for yeah yeah and the big shift really is that shift from as you mentioned like seeking that externally going okay what what is it what do I need what am I seeking to suddenly the shift stepping into the school that's about deepening into the truth of who I am so it's like this journey within which is so powerful and so necessary and more so than ever now in a world where we are so bombarded and distracted and overwhelmed with copious ridiculous amounts of external 
feedback and information and, and, you know, like there's just this whole matrix of programming and conditioning that's playing out from the very beginning of life, like even bef- even in utero, you know, it's, it's coming mm. through from a mum and everything. So to step into the school, it was such a beautiful drop out of all of that and let's step into the silence and step into the wisdom and step into my ancient self, oh, you know, and that's yes. just like, oh, yes. so so good and Mm. and then we and and this you know the journey continues to unfold it's like stepping into the school for me was like the beginning right and then journeying I did the four seasons journey within a year so journeying through that there was so many layers and so much remembrance and I remember that at the opening gathering uh it was for me, my, it was this bit of a journey to get there and it was up on a hill and this big YD driveway thing and I got up there and when I arrived at the the venue, when I stepped inside, I was one of the later ones, so I think I was coming from further away or whatever, but anyway, I stepped in and the, the women had already arrived and they were in circle and I stepped in and there was such a tangible feeling of it was Actually, to be honest, it was almost like this real nervousness and a bit of fear, like, wow, like this sense that we have gathered before. There was real sense of knowing that we'd gathered before, but also this sense of we're not allowed to. At the time, it felt like we we were doing something wrong. And on some level, all of that that, um, persecution fear at the time for me was activated. And I've moved through that now, but at the time, it was the first time I had <clears throat> sat in circle with sisters in that way that was so beautiful and so powerful that it was like this real mix of amazingness and like almost like terror that oh, we I've I've been killed for this you know this is not mm. safe space <laughs> and so and and that was evident and that, cause see this was a while ago right and this was oh well how, eight years ago yeah. And a lot has even shifted in the collective consciousness since then. But it felt like we were really on that edge, on that cutting edge of stepping back into the the, the, the women's mysteries that have been so banished and persecuted and, and suppressed. And, yeah, such a fascinating experience to go, wow, we're back. <laughs> yeah, and could did, as you articulate those contrasts now, did you – in your head know that that was the contrast or were you just like all oh, these weird like feelings are all coming in me like did you have could you look at that and go yeah that's what that is we were persecuted in the past and this is why I feel this really weird thing but I want to be here but blah 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 well I knew I didn't know the extent <clears throat> like I didn't actually know intellectually a lot of what had happened but uh, stepping into the space I I did know I had a real sense that we we're not we were not allowed to do this. It, I knew that that was what the fear was. It was like, oh, this we're, this is edgy. It felt like I was half expecting to be ambushed by the fucking <laughs> Gestapo. <laughs> it's like we're looking over our shoulders, like, really? Are you sure we're not going to get like you know yeah. raided? <laughs> Uh, the the mind goes into the it weaves into such stories sometimes and then holds on to it and then like <laughs> this is what it is 
yeah. yeah. I remember the like the the at that same gathering in the evening, um, maybe a couple of nights into it, where there, there was amazing moon and there was this picturesque sky with the clouds, and we were up on this hill and there was drumming and fire, and it was just this such a powerful moment of being transported into ancient times that we were here we were back we were doing this again and it felt so right in every cell just going wow we are back we're doing this and it was just such a powerful knowing like the fear had dissolved because it was I suppose when I arrived it was in the daytime so it was all like light but in the night we were safe because <laughs> we're you know yeah. in the, out under the trees and yeah, there was something that felt so magical about that gathering at the night time because I suppose that would have been, you know, a, a time when a lot of women did gather in the evenings in the dark. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's that remembering, isn't it, crossing those portals into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I, I feel like it, I guess not for everyone but my journey through the school for me – helps me shift into those spaces more uh, readily and more willing and um, to be able to drop in like one foot out, one foot in. It's mm. just such a beautiful gift that I received in that respect from the school of like being held in safe space to acknowledge all those fears and persecutions and whatever entwines in everyone's story and to just really resonate and sit in safe space and release. Mm, Mm. Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the most powerful gifts that emerged for me through journeying with the school is that firstly, obviously learning, like getting to know myself on a much deeper level, dropping away a lot of the conditioning that had been built up for me and I, I had done a lot of healing work prior to entering the school I had studied holistic psychology and done breath work and holotropic yeah holotropic breath work and rebirthing and studied counseling so I was on that path of self-growth and and understanding humans you know that was a big part of my journey already but dropping into the school it was like a deeper level of trust in all that arises and I know that's one of the mantras in the school it's like trust the process be with what is so my ability to be deeply present to whatever arises is that's such a gift that stays with me now you know and that that willingness that ability to be especially with the dark stuff that arises that's one of the one of the gifts that I bring into the work that I do now it's like the the combination of being comfortable in the dark, like not afraid of the dark, actually saying, okay, let's see this, let's shine the light and see what's arising, see what's what what's actually in the way of your pure essence flowing and let's see what that is and let's express what needs to be expressed. And then on the flip side of that is also the, the, the visionary co-creative space of allowing that your spirit to flow through and, and emerge and be creative. And, you know, it's like clearing the shadows and then shining that light so powerfully and rising into your magnificence and your power. So it's like that, you know, the, both sides, the, the dark and the light and, and walking that path of wholeness, embracing it all. Mm, yes 
Yeah, I love that. And do you feel with the shadow work aspect of, and especially with the work that you do now and you offer, um, coming from a history of an abusive relationship, do you feel that there's a more depth of understanding of um, what it's like when you're coming through abuse and trauma, grief, loss, stepping into these spaces and being held and supported and navigating that for people? Yeah, well, like having my own direct experience of, of abuse prior to journeying with the school and then stepping into the school, what one of the big things that was revealed to me was how actually, like, and this is not to make any excuses for abuse at all. Like it's, it's totally not okay and it doesn't make it, um, not dismissing what happened, but I, I saw much more deeply inside myself the patterns and the beliefs that I was carrying that actually mirrored the what was being projected towards me in the abusive situation. I, I could see how I'd let that in in some way, how ha, the places within me that were not empowered enough, not integrated enough, not enough not strong enough in myself to actually say no to that because there was a part of me deep down that did believe that I was unworthy and did believe that there was something wrong with me. And all those things were, were mirrored in the abusive relationship. So journeying in the school, I got to see those parts of myself that actually were an energetic match for that persecutor to step into my life. And it was like, it's so empowering to to actually say, well, you know, obviously it's still fucked up to have that experience, but to actually return to my own centre and go, I have the power to stop that from happening ever again because I no longer carry that feeling of inadequacy and not enoughness. And that was like one of my core wounds is I'm not enough. So that I was, you know, attracting someone who also the the abusive stuff is so complex, you know, like and and the unconscious things that that actually play out in that dynamic and the power dynamics is, you know, it's kind of complex, but on some level it's actually simple as well. It's like where are the places within myself where I let that in and I mean, and this is a whole different thing compared to like a child being abused because a child is obviously in a very vulnerable position um, and not able to, you know, they need safety and they need protection. Whereas for me, I was an adult when I stepped into this abusive um, relationship. I was like in my mid-20s. So journeying through the school and experiencing that myself and healing, like coming into wholeness and embracing those disowned shadow parts of myself and seeing where they came from then also like that gives me so much insight and compassion and empathy to be with that realm where when it arises for other sisters who may be journeying through that similar path of darkness and finding their own center again and you know noticing where their edges are and you know, having gone through that and journeyed through the school has given me the capacity to have such a deep understanding of 
the layers of the human experience and power dynamics and like it kind of deepened what I was already grasping through holistic psychology anyway but it was like a more deeply embodied experience of it you know so I can truly be so grounded and centered in that realm of 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 dark shadows and like incredible magnificence and just celebrate it in a way it's like wow what a gift to actually see this and what an honor for there to be enough safety for this to be revealed now you know so it's no longer under the carpet oh absolutely I mean that just came up with what you just said that that whole offering that you just gave um all comes back to safety and that the container of the school holds that safety to be able to unpack mm. and start to look at and, it, you know, just reflecting on myself again, you know, I knew, I knew those times when I was in trauma brain and not being able to do that deep self-inquiry because of not because of you know if you did inner child work the wounded child everything like the resistance resistance blocking blocking and um coming through that and really resonating with what you said is that there's a to come with an understanding of your past and then also see what it what it does and how it can fill you with gratitude and joy and all the things that you'd never th- think like f- for me, I would feel again, you know, like um, first stepping out of abuse, you just have no concept that you would ever <laughs> know what those things are or those feelings are. And the school I feel, um, and just as you explains, just weaves that beautiful safety through the processes. So they're not direct processes on, on um, you know, your life per se so it's doing goddess work and different like deep processes that are actually uh almost like gently bringing up what needs to be served and healed Mm, yeah that's right and there's so much power in the intention of the school in returning to wholeness you know Mm. like so so by stepping into that space, there is, there is a level of willingness and a level of trust that I am stepping into this sacred container. This is a journey of transformation for me to come into deeper understanding of myself and to clear the stuff that's in the way of me being aligned with my true nature. So, so whatever the process is, as you said, even though it may not be directly, you know, about what happened in your life, the, the fact that you're actually stepping into the sacred space with the, the collective intention is that we are here to be whole, to return to wholeness, that those edges and those things will emerge organically through the journey as they need to. And, and sometimes through witnessing another sister and and hearing what another sister says that can be so so revealing like each each woman in the journey is a teacher like we're all teachers we're all students we when you really embrace and um yeah like celebrate but there's like this 
there's another word around it. It's just sinking into knowing that we're all in this together. There's, there, it's actually it's stepping out of the hierarchical model where there's the expert at the top and the you know the peasants at the bottom. Mm-hmm. We're we're actually in the circle in the in the healing circle, and we all have gifts to bring. We all have magic, and we've all got our stuff that we are still in the process of unraveling and resolving. But there's so much respect and dignity in that in in the messy places too you know it's like I on a deeper level we know that each woman is a sacred woman and what's arising and what's moving through her is beautiful even if it's painful because that's actually the gateway to freedom you are listening to the school of shamanic womancraft podcast series with Ayla Myra Reclaiming Feminine Knowledge and Power. Yeah, yes, exactly. And again, back to safety because you're in that safe space to um, come to a realisation or a a, a seeing of that. Um, Mm. It's absolutely right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and it's just... It's such a joy and such an honour to have these conversations, I feel, and to offer Mm. them Um, because I can tap back into what it felt like when I didn't feel like I do now, if that makes sense. And Mm. so without tapping back into it and feeling all the triggery type things, it's more like, oh, yeah, I completely understand now that process Um, Mm. and now I'm able to get to a level where I don't have to go down to self-sabotage or any of those things that they, they just don't serve anymore and I can see that um, through the showing up process. And so like showing up can look so different for so many people and just holding all those women in the circle and each each of us just organically, again, it's an organic thing, like there's the processes but I feel like each time you meet and each journey there's something there that all these layers of being held um, in different stages and different processes because we're cyclic, you know, and then we sit in mm. the circle and we're all cycling different and it's just this, like, cosmic mix of, whoosh, it's, <laughs> it's just brewing and, shape, sh- like, shifting and shaping and mm. it's, it's such a honour to be able to remember that again and, mm. yeah. And so yeah. for you, what's... Um, before we talk about your work and your offerings, what was one of the things during your journey um, that resonated the most with you? Like your, one of your biggest kind of aha moments or um, like yeah. was it? Yeah. yeah, I remember. Well, there were actually, there were a lot. I mean, the first one was literally stepping into the circle and going, fuck, we've done this before. Like that was massive. It just felt like a real homecoming when I arrived. And one of the processes at one of the gatherings, uh, I remember, I don't even remember exactly what the process was, but I remember my experience was recognizing the amount, the amount of armor that I had built up around my heart. You know, here I was looking for love, (laughs) thinking, oh, I'm so ready to connect with a beautiful divine sacred union. And yet in this particular process, 
I was confronted with the level of, of yeah, protection that was actually between me and what I was saying I wanted. So in that process, there was the safety to actually see that, give voice to that and dissolve that away. And that happened synchronistically at the same time as I had just met this beautiful man who I'm now with. <laughs> I love this so much. Yeah. yeah. So, and it was, and we actually spoke about this last night. We, him and I, we did a live stream on how we met, and so this kind of, it, it sort of, it links in with the 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 journey of actually opening to love and connecting in beautiful love, which is the deepest thing that I was actually seeking. So I dissolved this 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 protection and realized, oh wow, I. I couldn't even let it in before. Like here I was, no wonder it was hard. Yeah, yeah. So by, and this is, and it's such a, it's such an unconscious thing, but it's such a, as you can see, it's actually a necessary thing in a world that's not safe to actually protect our beautiful heart, mm. right? So that's it's such a big part of, you know, eventually, you know, this is part of the work that I do. It's like, wow, let's see where, where is the, where is the protection that's actually keeping you safe? What would happen if you were actually really safe to feel underneath that and emerge as your true self? And and that's part of the journey that I facilitate. But it's like that same weekend that I was doing that, then Brett was also doing a process where he was needing to shift some beliefs that he was carrying about what it would be like to be in a relationship. And so we'd met a few weeks before or like a month or so before, and we had got to know each other a little bit. And it's like, as soon as this protection dissolved from my heart, I just felt this opening. And I'm, and I I remember saying to the, to the woman that was, we were in pairs and I said, Oh, now I'm ready to let love in and I know who it is. And it was this like moment of, oh, wow. No. <laughs> so that's one of my highlights. <laughs> yeah. And and was there a lot of um, interesting things that you saw at that moment when you fully were receiving and like this this is, you know, activated in that in that way. Did you see a lot of um, things come up where you had these ideals before you did the journey, before you, you know, when you were seeking love, that you had these kind of, okay, it should look like this and, it, you know, this sort of type and da, da, da. did you have that sort of in your head um, at that time come up then and just be like, yeah, like it's completely sort of shifted everything that I thought it should look like? or be like or um yeah does that make sense you know like based on this kind of stigma that we have and you know relationships and yeah what happened for me because I had done like a shitload of clearing around my concept of relationship you know I'd been journeying for for five years um already in in healing and clearing and um what happened in that moment when I dissolved the the armor and the protection is that what was an intellectual concept and a sense and a dream and a vision for me dropped into being a fully embodied experience of knowing. It was like, oh, I know, like this is, like I, I have, I had really quite idealistic idea of what sacred union is, what love is, what 
my family unit would become you know even when I say family unit that in itself it sounds like super super conditioned because we're like in this nuclear family but I I did have a vision of like you know my kids and I would meet a man and we were going to have another baby and it was going to be a tribe and yeah in that moment I just felt all of the yeses in my body I'm going yeah it's actually exactly what I envisioned and yet now instead of imagining it now I'm feeling it and now it's actually real inside me and all I need to do is say yes to it and it's right in front of me now because I've done you know it's all lined up oh I love that so much it's so (laughs) beautiful yeah Uh, do you feel um like the uh live stream you did last night that explaining that story that those parts get activated again yeah well it's still very alive for me and it's the the journey we've been together eight years now because I I met while I was journeying with the schools that was eight years ago and and we pretty much got pregnant (laughs) well like three we were together for three months before our divine love child was hovering around he's like all right all right yeah come on yeah for a fucking decade yeah you're finally together (laughs) I'm ready so um he came in and then the journey it's it's such a intimacy like the, the path of true deep intimacy goes even deeper than any self-growth stuff that you could do in any other form to me that's that's been my experience because there's that level of opening your heart your soul your body everything to another human in a way where both Brett and I have done we've, we've journeyed deeply enough within ourselves to be able to be with whatever arises for either of us, you know, like if something comes up for him, it's it's like we will will notice it, or if there's an edge, if I notice if he's feeling, you know, if I if I detect that there's something going on for him that he hasn't voiced yet, we we're like explorers of the darkness. It's like what's happening? Is there something happening for you, or what? How are you feeling? Or you know, I, I detected there was slight. There was sort of a tone in what you said, what's happening, and we're seeking to understand what's beneath the surface. And so it's just been this continual unraveling and, and deepening. And we've been through some really hard challenges in terms of just the level of overwhelm and, you know, and money issues and, and homeschooling five kids in a blended family coming and going and renovating. It's like been this quite a chaotic journey, particularly the last few years up until um, really up until earlier this year it's it's been a bit like it's like the dark night of the soul of our relationship has been tested on so many levels and we're coming out back out into the to the light again where we've we've like reuniting in us with a sense of celebration after unraveling more and more layers it's like initially it was wow, this is amazing and, and it's so beautiful and riding on those waves of bliss and 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 desire and, and all that and romance, you know, like attraction and all that is so beautiful for the first few years and then, you know, other, other layers come in and other stresses come in and then, yeah, like that's really the test of, of a relationship is what happens when when you're not happy, what happens when there's challenging circumstances, what happens when you're actually standing in the fire, right? You know, how do you respond to that? And and it's like walking through the hot coals. And then 
to, to have come out the other side of that, you know, when, when it was really iffy at one point last year or the year before, I was like, oh, fuck, I just, this is too hard. Like with, there's, I mean, there's all other layers I haven't really gone into, but like with the stepchildren and different dynamics and different challenges and like all this stuff was just overwhelming where I was just about ready to pull the pin and just press the eject button. Um, but then to go, no, that's not, that's not the answer. I, let's, let's, I'm sitting in this, what's arising for me. And, and that, and that's partly through journey with the school. It's like, let's just be with what's here. Let's sit with what arises. And so, yeah, we're in such a beautiful place now. And we, it's like when we started, we knew we had a vision to um, inspire other people and other families to, to really drop into this level of love and connection and raising children in a really conscious way because we are shifting the culture through the way that we raise our children as well. And so then we went through this kind of messy patch and then we're coming out the other side and now it's like this full integration while also it's like, you know, we're talking to that if you've been through a really dark time or been through abuse and you, you if you come through that and if you receive the support you need and you have enough safety to actually be able to see that and feel that and, you know, release whatever it is that needs to be released or integrated you return, come out the other side so much with so much more insight and perception and wisdom and wholeness. This is where Brett and I are now. And this has reignited the vision that we have come here for, which is to, you know, invite other people to say this, this level of love is possible. This level of intimacy is transformative and step into that. A lot of people we don't see that around us. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not a normal kind of uh, family model that you would see. A lot of, a lot of us have experienced very different levels of dysfunctional power dynamics by people trying to get their needs met in ways that are unconsciously quite manipulative or there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of unconscious patterning playing out in relating. And so, we can step into much more consciousness and and growth and true evolution, really at evolution's edge as we step into this paradigm of moving out of those control domination tactics and into total celebration, liberation and honouring, you know, honouring that soul essence of each other and, and, and walking our path together into the mystery. Like we, we've made no promises about future. You know, our promise is in each moment I'm fully present and I invite you to be fully present. And whether that, if that means that we need to go separate ways to deeply honor ourselves, then that's our agreement. It's not, I'm going to, let's stay together until death, you know, through thick and thin. It's like, I'm devoted to, heart alignment to deep presence and to honoring you to be the most magnificent expression of yourself even if that means that I'm not with you you know it's pretty fucking epic oh yeah it is isn't it and to to uh, just everything you said is just been so epic and so (laughs) timely um and so perfect (laughs) in all its magical ways I just feel like you've just 
nailed so much and I really appreciate and I, I remember this with the birth stories your openness and vulnerability because that for me and I'm sure other people listening gives me that feeling of you've you're living this so of course I want to work with you on this if I'm going into relationship or in fact I've already decided and I like did tell I remember I told Brett that the next relationship that I go into to do this work with you guys at the start, <laughs> you know, yeah, beautiful. in that romance phase, because I think mm. that would be so beautiful in that phase with that creative energy to deepen in that time. Mm. Yeah, and, beautiful. and I just love that. I love that intimacy is potential and it's creative potential because you guys made the foundations of safety for each other to be curious Mm. Um, not to be distorted or have hidden agendas to get your needs met. And, wow, like that's a whole nother conversation right there. And <laughs> I'm so interested in that. But it's such a beautiful offering to mm. to step up to that, to be living it, to be mm. open enough to go, yeah, that this has happened and to offer that to other people is, mm. is yeah. yeah, because we need to break, we are breaking down those old paradigms and stigmas of what relationship and family looks like and um, and navigating, yes, blended families. I know that what it's like. It's <laughs> unbelievably tricky and interesting. And um, <laughs> But, yeah, to step into that and through it and, like you said, in each moment to be fully present, it's, yeah. well that was and that that actually speaks directly to what happened for me in vision quest as part of my journey in the uh, school of shamanic womancraft in in, the main powerful vision that came to me in vision quest firstly was blossoming woman i was like i received this oh blossoming woman i was like wow that's awesome i love that blossoming woman and then the next thing that came through is blossoming woman is actually about transitioning from the old paradigm of domination and control into the new paradigm of deep union, connection, love, and, and you know, empowered, embodied self-expression. So we're really transitioning. We're a transition generation. We're stepping out of the old and into the new. So this is the new, the new paradigm we're birthing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> totally. And to feel this, to feel that stepping out and in, and I think you said when we before we started recording, it's one foot in, one foot out type of thing. Um, and coming into it with curiosity and being interested and open and um, present, ah, it's, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> Mainly because uh, I'm just vibing with all this stuff at the moment too in my life, so I'm just like, yeah. I know yeah. that thing. <laughs> see, and see, like the way I see it, like I'm here to be fully human, like fully like feel this experience of being in my body, this amazing, like beautiful sexual energy that we're gifted with and this heart space. And like, and this is the, this is sort of, sort of morphing into the sharing a bit more about the work that I do. It's like for women to be so deeply embodied in your skin, you know, like, in the new age movement, there's this kind of thing about, oh, let's transcend and let's ascend and let's just like escape this like, you know, dense human realm. But the way I see it's like 
being human on this earth at this time is such a gift. You know, we are so courageous to have, have, have morphed from like infinite spirit and, and come condensed to the point where we're actually in a body having this experience while earth is going through such intense transformation. So let's be here. Let's fully be here and experience it and make the most of it. Like clear our shit, be embodied and empowered and self-expressed because every single person has gifts to bring. That's what we're here for. I, I see that we're all this beautiful mandala, a beautiful garden. Every single person has their gifts to bring. And this is what, like, that's another thing I was shown in, in my vision quest and, and in different um, ceremonies is that women are, we're, we're flowers of the earth. We are here to, we're all unique. We all have a unique fragrance. We all have a unique expression and it's freeing ourselves from this homogenized patriarchal kind of conditioned expectation of what it is to be a woman and just go, let's just shake all that off and actually be who you are and, and, and see what arises from your soul essence, from your deepest truth. And, and then, you know, feel that and express that and be that, like be fully expressed. And so that's where I work in the realms of birth and sexuality and relationships and also sacred business because that's you birthing your gifts into the world. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the sacredness of everything, of life, to, mm. to make it all, to hold it so sacred. Every, totally. Yeah. And, it, need, and, and this, it needs to be aligned with the earth. That's the mm. other thing, like really returning to that organic, natural rhythm, returning to the sacred feminine wisdom, getting off the hamster wheel of like super and, – and it's it can be really confusing because I've worked with, you know, different coaches over the years who would say, well, I'm a divine feminine coach. And I'm like, hang on a minute, that, that paradigm is still the same – pushing it's still the same control dynamics dynamics it's still the same power stuff it's still about build your fucking empire to me it's like we don't need any more empires what we actually need is deep embodiment and presence and and truly just offering the the gifts that we have and being human we don't we don't need to be fucking superstars we actually need to be who we are and that's a huge unraveling. That's a whole other conversation as well because I yeah. realised I realized at some point in my journey I was seeking that, like, let's be fully ecstatic and activated and, you know, orgasmic and euphoric. And, I mean, it's, it's, it's impossible to live like that in every moment. Like, you know, that's just, like, not realistic because it's we're whole beings. We have dark and light. And I realised that through my emphasis of 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 holding that up to be well this is the this is the aim sisters let's just be fucking an orgasm on two legs all day that's just as unhealthy and contributing to the inadequacy of of women right to actually place that level of pressure and expectation and I'm all for you know deepening into your body and feeling sensations and being orgasmic because that's your true nature but it's all in balance and it's all about deep self-acceptance and it's it's quite humbling for myself to come full circle and go wow actually it, it can be quite simple it's actually about coming home to yourself 
You don't actually need to be anything that anyone thinks you should be. You don't even need to be who you think you should be. You just actually be who you are. Yes. And back to wholeness, isn't it? That's the exactly. home and wholeness. Home and whole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> and I would love to, um, if you could, you just already have said so much stuff that's so epic. I'm so excited <laughs> to edit this <laughs> because you. when I edit, I um, pull out quotes and write them down, but there's just been so much like with my pen I've been writing things as well and um what I like to do all oh I really want to ask you though before I forget so the live streamings that you are doing with Brett yeah can like can people access them after they're live or they're just yeah yeah I know I'm you gonna, do it a weekly I, I, thing I, yeah, yeah I'm gonna actually put them all on uh my website Yay. I'm going to put them on a page on my website. And I was, I was thinking I might put them on YouTube as well, but at least if they're on a page on my website, it's easy to access. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love yeah. that because I haven't been yeah. able to tune into any um, as yet, and but I would love to watch them, especially the one that you did last night. That sounds really fun and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, when you do a live stream, it's saved on Facebook, but sometimes it's so hard to find them um, yeah. afterwards. So, yeah, I'm going to gather them in one place. Yay. And yeah. Blossoming Woman is yeah. re-blossoming again, new, new seasonal yeah. shifts, tell me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Blossoming Woman is re-emerging. I've, I've been – I've actually had a complete transformation in my, in my life. Um, over the past few months, especially after I, I feel like I needed to go right into that realm of, of business and success and all this sort of stuff, which is perceived to be what we're expected to uh, aspire to. Right. And I, I kind of climbed that mountain, got to the top, or, you know, not exactly the top, but I got far enough up where I'm like, this is the wrong fucking mountain. Like this level of like, hustle and doing all this stuff and being all super productive all the time is actually not natural that's not the way that a woman's cyclical nature operates so through winter and over the last few months and actually really over the last year or so I've been realigning realigning with my true nature and and um you know really it's like the sacred feminine way aligning with the earth aligning with with my own beautiful soul essence and rebirthing blossoming woman as a portal for other women to enter and join me in this flourishing you know it's like we're we're re reseeding the earth garden we're we're rising again you know after thousands of years um, one of the messages I received is that I am here to re remind the magical sisters to rise again because this is our time. Yes. And yeah, I just love this too because the, the blossoming and, um, you know, I'm feeling into the seasons and, you know, the potential again of every um, species plant has a potential to re-blossom again. So mm. things are not going, going to be the same in cyclic nature and I love that you're reflecting that I feel like you're reflecting that too is that cyclic offerings that mm. it's not always going to be the same and I guess that goes back into like you said before like having the empire or those 
things that we feel like we should be doing they don't serve as as what they we thought that they did it's so forever changing and cyclic and we're never supposed to align with the same thing all the time yeah, and I think the 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 risk in our current current Moran uh, sorry, <laughs> I'll start again. The the risk in our current modern paradigm is that there is so much temptation to jump on board all of these shiny things. They're like, oh, do this, do this, and get you know ten thousand k, and do this, and like you know, it's like I don't know if it's just the world I'm in, but it just seems to be everywhere with this particularly if you're doing work in the world, if you're running a business and if you're online, there's this saturation of all these different voices yelling about what you have to do and what's the next step and this is the secret, you know, strategy and this is the perfect program. And it's like I've just had to shake all that off because I've been doing so much of that. Like I've actually been on this, you know, another, besides aligning with love, the other quest I've been is to like, I want to, I want to, um, share the gifts that I'm here to share in this lifetime. And so partly that is, has involved learning and, and, you know, gathering tools and, and skills and then shedding all of it and going, okay, well, what is true? And, and this is the, the way that I support women in sacred work is let's co-create and design a business and a life that is so true to you and reflects your own unique genius and your unique gifts and you do it your way. You totally do it your way and the more deeply aligned you are with with your nature and the earth and the, the gifts that are naturally emerging through you, which is also related to your story and your challenges and the insights that you have gained on your path, it's all part of bringing you know, it's all part of the, the cauldron of transformation of your sacred work. And let's see what does that look like and birth that out into the world. And so I'm like a, a sacred business midwife in that <laughs> way. Yes. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, it's so fun. Yeah. And I love that because I resonate with it too. I have got drawers full of workshops and certificates and I you know, it wasn't until that long ago that I was just constantly distracting myself with, oh, I need to do this before I can do that thing that I really want to do, that heart-centered mm. thing that's coming out of me. Oh, I better go do this because I'm not, you know, valued enough or, mm. you know, I've just stepped out of midwifery this year um, at uni because that same thing. It was like the only things that were attaching me to it now was guilt about what I've already invested into it and, you know, the time and blah, 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 blah. Um, mm. And just saying that and stepping out of it and like just going, I don't want to hide behind any more degrees and certificates anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a big and thing. It it's is. a huge thing. Yeah. And it's a, it's a fine line because there, there are – things that will actually draw you in because it's part of your journey as part of your learning it is the next step right there totally. is that yeah. too and then it's that finding that balance and really feeling into your body is this coming from a full body yes like yes this is this is something that is going to be so valuable for me or is it coming from a headspace of like oh shit i better do this if i don't do this i'm going to get left behind or it's like this kind of different kind of grabby kind of energy it's and that's where 
embodiment is such a powerful place to um, to reside because you can feel you can navigate from a, an internal realm of like is this is this a yes on the inner realms for me like does this feel really good for me nurturing nourishing expansive for me that's a yes if it's anything else it's no right mm. and um, oh fuck I just completely forgot what I was gonna say oh and when if you and I know this by from my own experience if I'm constantly like looking at these other things every time I think oh I need that to get ahead I need that to get ahead I'm pushing my own wisdom at arm's length away from me because I'm no longer listening on the inside I'm now thinking that's going to have the answer right so it's like this in reflection I can see it so clearly it's like it stops me from actually um, evolving and growing within myself if I think something outside is going to have the answer. I'm no longer listening on the inside. Yes, beautiful. What's alive for me, in even in the past sort of 24 hours, it's looking at, like I did a, a process to meet the soul of Blossoming Woman, which was really fun, right? And this is the soul of my sacred work and, and ask it and it showed up as a being, made a woman made of flowers. It was so beautiful and then morphed into every woman. It was like every single woman flashing through all different um, colours and ages and ethnicities and it was so awesome. I just go, wow. And the message was, the blossoming woman wisdom spreads really far and also goes really deep with some women, right? So, and then it's like, wow, this blossoming woman portal, I have this real sense that I'm about to, and it's all still evolving, it's very fresh, I'm about to open a portal for women to step into with me at a super affordable rate, like where we actually, it's like this collective uprising. And then there's other options where women can go a lot deeper in a one-on-one way, but the actual portal itself is the container of transformation and there's, there's resources and then there's processes. And then just like this conversation we're having now, like around the lists, but it's practical stuff and embodiment stuff. And I feel really excited, like stepping into a playground going, wow, like whatever is alive whatever's arising let's go there and let's dive in and and do a process around that or get some clarity around that and that's the kind of realm that I'm I'm creating I'm I'm kind of in the process of visioning up at the moment so that that'll be birthing really soon oh awesome I love that that's total midwifing yeah so that's the holding space to be with isn't it yeah 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 and so finally Um, I like to wrap it up with what message do you give to women um, that may be considering the four or eight seasons journey? The wisdom is already inside you. Mm. Thank you so much for all of your offerings, your your deep experiential level um, and your absoluteness at wanting to share this and do this work um it's not even work i like the word you said before fun this is this can be fun too (laughs) we can have so much fun around this and play um and i feel too like just like the flower and like the blossoming woman is there's that element of play that comes through Mm -hmm. from from you and when i hear you and talk to you i get 
an almost childlike excitement that comes through, <laughs> but also a deep, a deep resonance with what you have to offer. So thank you so much for this. Thank you so much. And you know what? That reminds me that we need to get out in the sun. We're flowers. We need to get out in the sun. The sun yes. is so beautiful and nourishing. And I just wanted to just, just add that as a final thought of how nourishing and beautiful and warming it is to soak up some sun. Mm. And in both hemispheres because, you know, spring here, so yes, let's get out into the sun. But I'm thinking autumn too is like, oh, yes, the sun's still there. Let's like just absorb it as much as we can yeah. before we descend. So definitely. Yeah, and honour the seasons and, and honour your own inner seasons and just, just mm. you know, trust that inner realm. Drop, Listen within. That's such a powerful place to navigate from and, Oh, such an exciting time to be alive, really. It is, yes. I'm feeling that too. And so your website's blossomingwoman.com.au. That's right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> For more information on today's inner review with photos and how to connect, head over to schoolofshamanicwomancraft.com forward slash media forward slash podcast subscribe to our podcast via itunes and all good podcast players we are all in this together